In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Tomorrow is the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time out of 34 Sundays. The 34th is the Solemnity of Christ the King that next weekend. But tomorrow, the 33rd week, so we're getting near the end of the cycle. And the liturgy follows the life cycle in a way and in, in its awareness that... Uh, no, basically, we're not on this earth forever. And, and in a very good way, we're reminded of that in tomorrow's gospel. The Lord is speaking to the crowds. He's, he's, he's giving them a, we could say a heads up. In those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out, his, send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When his branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So our Lord preaches about a certain... Oh, it's a tension. There's something's about to happen, he, he seems to be saying. But then he says, But of that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. What is our Lord asking of us here? Well, I think he's asking us just to live each day the best we can, with a certain simplicity, with a trust in God, without running around saying, here comes the end of the world. Because we don't know the day or the hour. Be, try to be a saint today. Try to sanctify your ordinary life today. That's the best way to prepare for the moment, which we don't know. We don't know what it'll be personally, or worldwide, the second coming. We just don't know. And, and, and we can conjecture all we want and, and may, may try to make theories, but our Lord himself has said, we don't know the day or the hour. So Lord, help us to, to live in your presence in the, in the ordinary situations of life and try to sanctify those ordinary situations of life. St. Josemaria preached this his whole life, really, in one of his wonderful homilies, passionately loving the world. He, 
He said, understand this well. There's something holy, something divine, hidden in the most ordinary situations. And it is up to each one of you to discover it. There's something holy in uh, my work. There's something holy in that walk down the sidewalk. There's a, a quid divinum, the Latin. Something holy in uh, the conversation with a friend. And yes, also, there's that quid divinum and, and crosses that I have to bear, the challenges of life. God is there. God is with me always. Jesus promised that. It was, he said to the apostles before ascending to heaven, I will be with you always to the end of the age. And so, Lord, here we are praying, opening a heart to you, trying to realize, trying to have faith in that promise that you will be with me always to the end of the age. And I don't want, need to, uh, you know, in panic mode, sit around waiting for that end of the age. Now, Lord, it's day by day. I know, I, I know you love me, that you'll be with me. And, and these little things of daily life. And St. Rosemary continued, we discover the invisible God in the most visible and material things. There is no other way. Either we learn to find our Lord in ordinary, everyday life, or else we shall never find him. That should give us a lot of hope, that we can discover the invisible God who loves us so much in the most visible and material things. In this time of prayer here, in this oratory in Manhattan, maybe we can consider a bit today, have I been trying to discover this invisible God, this God who loves me so much, has it been, is that real in my life? Has it been real today? And whatever I had to do, the Saturday, okay, maybe you had some time to get some exercise or time to organize your, your, your apartments or whatever, um, get out with a friend, maybe you had an intense day of work already and here you have a chance now to calm down and pray. What, whatever the day has presented so far, did I sense God's presence? Did I talk to God? Did I thank Him for, for everything? Did I, I trust, did I trust in Him when perhaps a cross came my way today? Paul had that way about him. Rejoice. Exhorts the Philippians. Rejoice, I say again. Rejoice always. And St. Paul, he had, his, he had his challenges, his struggles of life, even persecution, but within that context, there's great joy. I consider the sufferings of this present life not to be compared to the glory that awaits us in heaven. So yes, while we await heaven, Lord, and we long for heaven, we, we realize that happens day by day by day, that, that preparation. And someone had that little, little quip, uh, you know, millions of people who long for immortality don't know what to do with themselves on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Well, we, we, there's plenty to do. It might be a bit of work to, to, to finish up. I mean, in, in the right context, if it's a Sunday afternoon, we should get the rest that the Lord wants us to, to get. But it might, might be some uh, you know, hobby that we've picked up. Um, whatever, be some reading. Or, but... There's no reason to be either to be bored or to or to sit around pondering in a panic mode 
when is the end of the world going to come about? So, indeed, we'll try to discover that something holy, something divine, hidden in the most ordinary situations. Pope Francis, in his first apostolic exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium, and the joy of the gospel, he touches on this theme. This is the joy which we experience daily amid the little things of life as a response to the loving invitation of God our Father. And he quotes Sirach from the Old Testament. My child, treat yourself well according to your means. Do not deprive yourself of the day's enjoyment. That's a nice exhortation we receive from, from God. Do not deprive yourself of the day's enjoyment. Yes, we have to carry the cross, and our Lord makes that clear. Be the grain of wheat that falls in the ground and dies to itself. And, you know, life on earth is warfare. So we do hear that life is not going to be easy, but fear no evil. The Lord is by my side, and therefore do not deprive yourself of the day's enjoyment. Just thanking God for little things. Thanking God for the people in our lives. Like our Blessed Mother, sometimes just pondering things that come our way. Knowing that God is there. Or like Elijah there in the cave. God was not in that uh, strong wind or in that fire or the crushing rocks. No, he was in that still, gentle breeze, that, that, that small voice. That, and Elijah recognized the Lord is present here. So we too, in our daily lives, we can hopefully... Uh, find that and, and rejoice in that. And, the, and Pope Francis goes on to say, the gospel, radiant with the glory of Christ's cross, constantly invites us to rejoice. A few examples will suffice. Rejoice is the angel's greeting to Mary. Mary's visit to Elizabeth makes John leap for joy in his mother's womb. In her song of praise, Mary proclaims, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. When Jesus begins his ministry, John cries out, For this reason, my joy has been fulfilled. And Pope Francis goes on to mention other many areas where the gospel, or the, the Bible, the revealed word of God is, is exhorting us, rejoice. And so the Lord will try with uh, with that confidence, we'll try to live that way. Now, we're not perfect by any means. We'll have to keep, keep struggling, right? But there should be a certain joy even in that struggle, a certain confidence in that struggle. At, at the uh, MoMA here in, in New York, the Museum of Modern Art, they, they have quite a few art, art pieces of artwork there that really make one ponder. And there was an exhibit that um, is poetry. There's different uh, excerpts from, from the works of uh, Frank O'Hara. In this case, 1961, a poem called Steps. Maybe, maybe we can relate to this. Oh God, it's wonderful to get out of bed and drink too much coffee and smoke too many cigarettes, and love you so much. And there, at the 
museum of modern art, would, there's a lot of things that might be difficult to understand. What is the artist trying to convey here? There's somebody's able to description. And even after reading the description, it might be hard to understand what is the artist trying to convey here. But here, I think this one really hits home. I mean, this is just, I think we, I, I can relate to this. I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes, but just the idea of just, you know, life is pretty normal. I mean, it, life is, I mean, not a, a lot of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, bells and whistles and, and stars going off. It's, oh, God, it's, it's wonderful to get out of bed. Okay, there's a start. Good. That's, we should thank God for each day, getting out of bed. Okay, and then whatever we do, we drink too much coffee, smoke too many cigarettes. But we got to get to this last line here, and love you so much. In my ordinary life, in my work, in my friendships, do I love God so much? I thank him that I love him so much, and of course, God, you love me so much. Well, that's the call to sanctity, that the correspondence we should try to live to God's love for us is our call to sanctity. This is God's will for you, your sanctification, St. Paul writes. And we, as St. Josemaria preached his whole life, can strive for holiness in the middle of the world, ordinary things. And that's and it's just, uh, life offers those opportunities we're, we're, is, is built into our DNA, could we say, that we're, we should strive for holiness, whether we realize it or not. Even know, whether we, a person believes in God or not, there's something in the, the human heart that, well, the, the Scripture also reminds us it's, that the law of God is written on the human heart. And there's a, a piece in the Wall Street Journal some time ago in the personal journal section. A workout for your mental health. And the author, Elizabeth Bernstein, gives 10 little things to do to you know, help your mental health. And I think just reading through these, we can apply this to the Christian life. It's, you know, perhaps you've heard the term a plan of life, which is basically... A, an attempt to, you know, to, to discover God on a daily basis in the ordinary things that we do, in a time, some time of prayer, and trying to sanctify our work. Anyway, as mentioning some of these things that she mentions, I, I, again, we, we can find God in these things. One, make sleep non-negotiable. Okay, at the human level, we could say the strictly human level, it's good for mental health. Sleep. Most adults need seven to eight hours of quality sleep. Okay, and Saint Josemaria said, "Get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep." Following a consistent sleep-wake schedule sends a powerful signal to the brain that the world is safe and secure, which can help reduce anxiety and foster resilience. Sleep is good for us. God is created. Now, each one of us, we have our situations, and who knows? Maybe you can get by with six hours or three hours. I don't know. The point is, a good flow of life will require a good pattern here. And, and well, for normal human beings, 
let's at least not waste time at night. Now, okay, how many more YouTube videos am I going to watch before I go to sleep? Probably by experience we know if we get a good night's sleep, we tend to work better the next day. And for that matter, we tend to be more charitable, more patient with people. That's just the way it is, cheerful. So that's at the human level important and certainly we want to live charity and sleep can help. Two, set a routine. Get up at the same time each day. Get dressed. Create a morning ritual. Okay? We call that the heroic minute. Order, the virtue of order. For the love of God, we should try to set a routine. Three, calm your mind. You can't cope with stress well if your brain is on high alert at all times. Quoting a psychologist from Michigan. This psychologist recommends beginning the day with 15 to 20 minutes of yoga, meditation, or prayer. Okay, well, how many times have we heard, try to have some time for prayer every day. As Christians, we should pray. We need to pray. Jesus in the gospel today said, pray always, do not lose heart. Jesus himself goes off to pray early in the morning. So, calm your mind. Okay, as Christians, as lovers of God, we should do that with prayer. Make some time to pray every morning. Live presence of God. Number four, watch your language. The words we use to talk to ourselves color our outlook. So try to replace hot language with cooler language. Another suggestion from my uh, psychology professor. For example, this is a challenge, but I can handle it, is better than I'm overwhelmed. And here again, applying this, here we're trying to pray, Lord, thank, thank you for the means that we have, including, yes, good psychology. I, we could call this reframing, right? I can handle this. God with you, I can do it. It's, it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. St. Josemaria has a, a, a chapter in, a, in one of his books called The Forge. The chapter is called You Can. Indeed, with God, all things are possible. So watch your language. Don't, don't be a pessimist. You know, don't, don't be a Debbie Downer. Oh, it's official. No, we can. With God's grace, we can. We should, we should talk that way. We should think that way. So, if whatever reframing needs to happen there in, our, in the flow of our day, let's, let's do it with God in mind. Five, practice compassion. And that makes sense just off the bat, just that little phrase itself as Christians. Yes, we should practice compassion. Have mercy. Suffer with, that's the, that's the etymology of compassion, to suffer with. And suffer with the others. Have a certain awareness of where others are at. You know, put, my, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Practice compassion. You know, just last weekend we heard of this... You know, this tragic uh, occurrence there in Madrid, one of the 
schools in Madrid associated with work. And um, yeah, a, a mother picking up her children is got the gears is confused and well ran into three three girls from that school. One of them was killed. A six-year-old. And her mother was there, went to her side and lay, lay down with her, felt that her heart was still beating, and she she talked to her, she prayed with her. Honey, I love you. And then she got up and went to, to, to the other woman, the woman who was driving the car, and gave her a hug. I can't even imagine the, 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 all, the going, all that's going on there. God is there, though, in, this, in a terrible tragedy. God is always with us. Practice compassion. Faith. Six, move your body. Research shows that aerobic exercise reduces fatigue and tension and improves alertness, concentration, sleep, mood, and self-esteem. Okay, this is part of our faith life too, the physical aspect. Don't you realize your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? We have an obligation to try to stay healthy. Now, we don't have to become fanatics and make the body an idol. That can happen. There's a danger in that. But with the healthy outlook on the body, which is... A, a, Part of who we are, we're soul and body, we're not dualists. The body is not evil. We, we, yeah, okay, let's move the body, let's find some time to exercise for the body, and also it, it helps mental health, apparently. So, and there too, St. Josemaria would encourage people, get exercise, you know, take a walk, do what you gotta do. Seven, create a media diet. Okay, let's, we know that, the dangers of too much social media or new, being a news junkie. And, well, this has an effect on our interior life. The whole thing is social media, which we can use to great, you know, to, to great advantage. Yeah, I, I've seen articles I never would have seen if a friend hadn't put it, you know, posted it. And, you know, the things that, you, that are very helpful. But uh, we also, I think, know the, the possible pitfalls of too much social media, and there's this uh, author, this journalist comments here, that there's too much negative news these days. Decide how much you will consume. Think of it as a news calorie count and stick with it. Purge negative people from your social media feeds. Uh, try to have a healthy, positive outlook on, and on the way we use technology. Eight, choose extracurricular activities wisely. Indeed, St. Josemaria encouraged people to get rest. It's good for the soul. Have hobbies. It's good for the, the mind and the soul. It, it, um, can, it's part of the, I think it's part of the peace that our Lord promises us. I offer you a peace, a peace the world cannot give. When we use... The gift of time, which comes from God, for good things and our free time, maybe the little free time you have, it's, we should have a plan and not just scroll. Scroll is not the way to choose a good extracurricular activity. Or, I don't know, it's a whole myriad of things that might take us 
the wrong route. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the myriad of wonderful things to do, to use our time well in extracurricular activities. Here in New York, beautiful opportunities, all kinds of things to do. Every, every city you can find something. So going to the, the MoMA or you know, taking, taking a walk to the city, or Statue of Liberty, all kinds of opportunities for extracurricular activities. Nine, cultivate supportive relationships. People with strong relationships are emotionally healthier. So make a commitment to connect regularly with friends and family. Set a goal to reach out to one person a day. Ask about the other person and discuss something other than the day's awful news. It's good. Just, of course, charity is fraternity. Apostolate, that's, that's very Christian. And again, all these things that she's mentioning fit very well into the... Into, Saint, well, St. Josemir would say to be very supernatural, we have to be very human. And, and thank you, Lord, for the good friends that we have, the good family members that, that help us along. We're not an island. So cultivate supportive relationships. And the last point she makes, be grateful. Especially for your loved ones and let them know. Everyone is feeling challenged. When I'm annoyed with someone in my life, I think of at least five things I love about that person. That's a good way to reframe, to be grateful. Or St. Josemaria in the way. He says, don't think that person bothers me think that person sanctifies me. So it's precisely through all our relationships that we should be grateful. And somehow, some way, you know, that person is helping me. Maybe that person is helping me to live patience or helping me to get out of myself. You know, I've got to reach out and help this other person. And that, you know, of course, that's Christ's command, isn't it? The Last Supper... No greater love than that has has this is this than a man who denies himself and takes up the cross, lays down his life for the other. We can do that in little ways throughout the days that, that God gives us. Let's thank Him for that and 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 and. Put it into practice. Okay. So again, these, this little article about a workout for your mental health, okay, good. But, but let's, of course, bring God into it. You know, just like this fellow, this poet there, with his work there at the, the, the MoMA. Oh, God, it's wonderful to get out of bed, drink too much coffee, smoke too many cigarettes, and love you so much. Okay, some things we probably have to change in our lives, but... Lord, I want to love you. I want to live that command. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and all your soul, and your mind. That has to happen in real life. It's not just a nice phrase from Scripture. It's, we have to put it into practice, and, and we'll try. Lord, we'll try. We'll try to discover you, God, the invisible God and the most visible and material things. And then in the little things of daily life. Like Pope Francis said, they are just the joy of of the joy which we experience daily amid the little things of life. 
as a response to the loving invitation of God the Father. That's the way our Blessed Mother lived, St. Joseph, we can see it in the lives of the saints, St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, she suffered a lot, but what a great joyful life and great today's saint. Right here in the U.S., right here in New York, there's beautiful statues went up last year down on the southern tip of Manhattan looking at the Statue of Liberty. She came to help the Italian immigrants here and, and uh, it was very generous. What a wonderful life to live. So we too, with, with the grace of God, can be ready you know, for, for that moment. Whenever it comes, we don't know the day or the hour, but let's try to be ready by striving for holiness, a joyful holiness in our ordinary life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.